Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 47 of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Thank you guys so much for uh, coming on this, this wonderful Monday to check out another episode. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. You are amazing. Uh, before we get into sponsors tonight, I want to let you guys know that we're doing something new for all the wonderful people who financially support this show, uh, Patreon, Subscribestar, and the members of the, the YouTube channel. Uh, right after this show ends at 8.30 or, or a little bit after, depending on how long the episode goes, there's another link for the members of the YouTube to go and check out what I'm calling Couch Dreams After Hours. It's going to be some exclusive content for all you wonderful people who have uh, donated some money to the channel. So you can join this uh, channel as a member underneath any of the videos by hitting the join link. Then you can watch the After Hours Live. If you become a patron, you get a bunch of other swag, but you also will get these videos uh, uploaded by tomorrow evening at the very latest. So New stuff for you guys. I'm really excited. I hope that you uh, you will take advantage of that and help support Break the Cycle and my giant ass family of like 37 people. Uh, I can't tell you how much it has meant to us for you guys to show us that kind of support. Let's start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And... TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend, my partner on Break the Cycle, uh, all your great graphic design stuff. Go check his gear out like this, the Tree of Liberty Must Be Watered shirt that I'm wearing tonight. You can use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Uh, you can also become a patron or a subscribe star, and if you're in the Discord server, which is one of the, the perks of becoming a supporting member of the show, uh, you can get Top Lobster gear much earlier than it goes to the general public. And you get it at a 30% discount. We're talking a deep discount. Super cheap t-shirts and hats and hoodies and all that great stuff. And, of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency crisis and planning needs. Check them out. See what they can do for your business or your home life. They're amazing people uh, doing amazing work. And the government sucks at their job. So uh, go use them instead. Tonight we've got a great guest for you guys. I'm super excited. He's been, a, he's been becoming a really good friend of mine over the last several months. He's a devout member of the Tower Gang, uh, one of the OGs. Uh, he is the host of No Way Jose. He is Jose Gallison. How are you doing today, sir? Doing all right, man. Fucking had a long weekend. I was just telling you before, I had a wedding and shit this weekend, so it was fun. Got to smoke weed with a lot of cool people and do coke with some cooler people, so... You know, fun times. All legal legal reasons, all a joke. But I, it's a great time. Uh, I want to holler out to uh, Josh's mom real quick. You know, uh, great great having you here in the live chat. What's up? <laughs> She's in the chat for every show, man. You guys, you guys that are, don't watch this show live are really missing out. My mother literally is in every single live chat. She's an amazing woman. Uh, we also already got a super chat, Rogue Liberty Pod, which if you guys aren't checking that out, uh, if you're if you're a fan of the British voice, check out uh, Rogue Liberty Pod. He's really awesome. But he says Jose is a great guest for Pride Day. <laughs> I agree, I agree. And he's you know he's already showing off his biceps. You guys listening to this on the podcast are missing out on some serious biceps here. <laughs> this is just a, I don't know what to do with my hands thing. This is like a this is my there's these little podcasting it. isms I've learned. Start doing, I'm starting. We're just gonna do the whole show like this from now on. Like all right, buddy. <laughs> It feels good. Better on the back, you know. Better on the back. Uh, let's see, dude. Let's see. Uh, tell us about No Way Jose, man. What 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 made you start an awesome show like that? Uh, no Way Jose. I first started. I, funny thing, uh, Rogue Liberty was actually uh, someone I set on an adventure with to do uh, these Facebook groups concept we were working on in way back in the day called the Liberty Movement, and uh, this kind of spawned out of that. This was supposed to be an outlet for it because we I used to have the Liberty Movement YouTube channel as well. And it was like a rotating cast of shows, and uh, that just got too much to handle at some point, so I ended up dropping it. But I had done my own show to kind of support the concept, and it kind of just born out of that. The idea initially of the of the Facebook groups and of the show was to be like more culturally oriented and like less political, which for me, being like an agorist, that, that's perfect. Like, so it was easy. Um, um, it wasn't supposed to be like anti-political, but it was like non-political. So I, I focused a lot on like. Stuff like, I don't know, comics, uh, uh, shit like that. Um, and then after a while, I get like, I guess you, you can only you can only pigeonhole yourself so much. And then I started expanding and just doing everything. And now I just do whatever the hell I want to do. Talk to people that I find interesting. And yeah, I don't know. It's fun times. 
Sure. That's it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I appreciate it. you had me on your show not too long ago. It was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I've been wanting to do is kind of nerd out with you and talk about comics mm-hmm. and shit because I, I'm a nerd too. I, I know I call a lot of people online nerds, but I'm like a cool nerd. I'm not like one of the, the, the gay nerds, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. you, you, you are a comic book fanatic, and that's probably what we're going to be chatting about in the exclusive uh, uh, After Hours uh, stream after this is we're going to talk about nerd shit, me and Jose. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so you, you mentioned that you're an agorist, dude. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, I, I'm guessing you've probably read uh, Seek Third, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're probably uh, pretty well read up on agorism. What does it mean to you to be an agorist for the people that don't understand? Um, oh, shit, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. Um, how, how would I give a quick little, I mean, Agorism is they kind of go in the concept of goes in like white markets, black markets, red markets, gray markets. And the whole idea is ideally the concept of agorism, to put simply, is to the best of your extent to try to push your to be as far in the gray or the black as you can without getting in trouble. And a lot of people be like always trying to make the fucking the straw man of like, oh, you're going to go out, live out the woods all by yourself. And it's like. If anything, actually, agorism kind of really like, for example, freedom cells of John Bush. It very much like his his whole idea is like having like little groups that are kind of like a, a network of people. So, but the idea being that like to kind of like work outside the system as much you can to kind of, I don't know, like taxes specifically. You know, like why would you claim taxes if you don't need to? Like you know, maybe get a cash business, maybe do this. Just little little tricks here and there you can to move away from the system the best you can. It's kind of it's kind of like living anarchy if you're an anarchist is the kind of way I put it. So, you know, yeah. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of agorism myself too. We've mm-hmm. we've had this conversation before as far as as far as agorism goes. I think it's great. Uh, mm. unfortunately I can't agorism my way out of uh, tax evasion here. Like I, I'll get screwed because I got seven kids. I got all this shit I got to do. But I do support agorism and I think it is one of the biggest tools to rolling back the the size and scope of intrusive government you know for me it's uh it's it's the the political aspect obviously that i work that i work in and a lot of you guys hate uh i also believe it's agorism i think it's people just opting out as much as possible and then bitcoin or or uh or some kind of crypto but bitcoin's the big one obviously um i think that those are three like equal parts of pushing back on the state you know what i mean and so uh recently there was a debate man you know what I mean? This, this, this. <laughs> it wasn't really a debate. It was a discussion uh, with with the the artist formerly known as Vin Armani. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he's going by now. Cipriani, Cyprian. Or some weird shit. Uh, and uh, King Pilled, who's really awesome. And this was on Liberty Lockpot, who, you know, uh, Clint does work with the Libertarian Party now, and he used to be like anti political, but now he's working with the Libertarian Party. And um, there was a lot of things said in that in that show, man. I mean, did you did you get to watch the whole thing? I'd watch it like probably one and a half or three quarters times because I, I, I kind of thought we'd probably talk about it a little bit. But man, there's so much in there. And I, I want to preface this with anything I say in relation to this. Every one of the people involved in this, like, you know, Clint was in there, Clint, fucking Maddie, uh, Cyprian, and then even Dave, who they're being referencing a lot in the, in the episode, like, they're all way smarter than me. So don't take anything I say here as me. I'm I, like, I posted on Twitter the other day, I'm just a retard who reads smart books and and uh and tries to relay it to other retards that's all i am like so these are i'm, I'm speaking about my betters when i'm talking here but uh I, there are some things uh like one thing i was listening to, i was noticing a lot too when i was watching it is uh i, I used to play soccer and i was defense i'm and, shocked i'm shocked that you play yeah. soccer Jose. are you <laughs> <I'm shocked. laughs> but uh fucking um one thing that i was always defense and the the thing you always the, the number one goal thing of defense is watch the ball like you don't watch the people's legs and that's the thing. Like Vin and Maddie both have a way of talking about them, where they are they are both really smart fucking dudes, like really smart. And I feel like a lot of people, and I'm not saying that they're anyway manipulating things, but I think sometimes you just need to focus on what are they saying, because sometimes you can get lost in the the mumbo jumbo and be like, wow, this is really deep. And you're like, well, not really. They're just they just said this in a very elaborate way, and it's just that. Like it's kind of the focus on the ball thing. That was one thing I got out of a lot of it. It's not at all. They actually both had a lot of great points. There's so much. If anything, I don't know if there's like things you want to point to, but I mean, I have my disagreements for with basically everyone involved. But the, like, I mean, it was a very good discussion. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, the funny thing with Maddie, I, I would love to have a conversation with him sometime because I actually get the vibe that like me and him are 
very, very similar in conclusions we've come to, uh, and like the way things should be. I mean, I'm not. Into, I'm not even. The, the thing is, too, I don't even really know what the hell either of these guys really are pushing for at the end of this two hours. To be honest with you, I don't know if you did. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people. Well, that's. Just, I never really know what the fuck Vin Armani's talking about. First of all, I've watched Vin on so much shit. I mean, so many things, and uh, you know. I, 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 Top Lofts has told me several times, he's all, dude, if you ever have him on your show, I'm drawing him fat, first of all. Uh, and, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to have him on my show because we're just going to argue. That's all that's going to happen. It's going to be really shitty. Then he's going to go around and talk about shit about me because I work in the Libertarian Party. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, they kind of, um, you know, they're like, oh, Vin's talking all this shit about people who are trying to stay in the United States and, and work to change the system. But he's like ran away, right? Like he ran away to mm-hmm. fuck, I don't know, Bora Bora or some dumb shit. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. But, uh, and, and, I don't. I really don't know what he's talking about half the time. He's like, you know, I get the crypto aspect of it, right? Like, yeah, buy buy crypto, buy Bitcoin, like, you know, start using currency that circumvents the federal government. You should. We should. We all should. Uh, but then there's that whole aspect of, well, you're doing it wrong and I'm doing it right, but I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing it. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And then um, the, 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 the really shitty part about this was, his argument with Dave, right, about Ron Paul and mm-hmm. how, you know, and, and I, I someone else was arguing this with, with somebody else, too. It's, it's become this big issue now. There's like a fracturing going on right now because of a couple of agorists who hate anybody that works with inside politics coming at Dave to t- calling Dave Smith, uh, you know, a grifter, basically, is what is what I'm hearing. Um I mean, where do you, where do you fall on this stuff, dude? Like, are you because you're an agorist, but you hang out with a lot of us who do work with the party. You hang out with a lot of us that are actually just ANCAPs who don't work with the party. Where I mean, where you know, you also hang out with like some of the greatest shit posters in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Tower Gang is the greatest shit posting uh, syndicate of all time. Uh, I mean, where are you at, man? Where are you at with all this shit? Because it, it is, it's true. It's like, what the fuck? What are you guys even talking about? What are you te- What are you telling us to do? Well, it depends. Everyone has their different style, and it's like agorism's not really a monolith. Everyone, I, like for example, uh, one key differentiation between me and a lot of, I, or maybe not even key. Like I, I don't really, I'm not against political involvement on principle. Like I could imagine a hypothetical in which I would vote or whatever. You know, what I mean, it's just that I think usually it's the like usually political involvement most of the time does not work to your advantage. But I can imagine scenarios in which like. Sure, I'll, I'll go run to the ballot box. Like, I'm not like on some moral principle. I just think, generally speaking, it doesn't work out. But sure, because I mean, at its base, voting is just some fucking coercive fucking entity giving you a choice. True. So, like, if some some fucking if some dude had a gun to some stranger and a gun to my wife's head as well and told me to make a choice, I'm gonna say my wife in a heartbeat. And like, I don't even think that's immoral. Like, and so like, it's root in principle. It's kind of similar to what voting is. Obviously, you can change out what the options are or whatever, but it's a coercive entity sort of kind of forcing you into a choice to some extent. I mean, you have the choice not to as well, but so it all depends on what they're getting you to do. So I, I don't take like any moral. I just think generally it doesn't. But yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot the point I was getting at. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. There's so many people I think, too. I, I don't I actually am of the opinion that I don't think this political shit is going to work out like you guys think. Like the way I usually put it is I think you guys are either spinning your wheels or possibly even moving things backwards, but I'm a fucking retard. I don't know. Like, this is just what I've come to. I could be wrong. I'll probably change my mind a year from now. I always try to approach everything with the being humble of like, I could be wrong because I'm an idiot, True. you know, <laughs> you've been pretty consistent in the agorist stuff for a while though. Cause even before, yeah. long before I got kicked off of uh, Facebook for, I don't know, saying the same shit that the news is saying now, uh, mm. you you were on there talking about the same shit. I mean, it, it's not like you just became an agorist last year or this week or two weeks ago. I mean, you've been talking about this shit for a while. So it's not like you're you're not that dumb, man. I mean, you know, I get <laughs> I, I don't know. I, just, I guess I just because my point I was getting at, too, with the moral thing is that this comes from a strategic perspective for me. I just don't I think strategically I can understand uh, the one thing I will give like political involvement the way I see it. I could see it being beneficial in a short term type thing. Like maybe – because that's where a lot of people will go into like how this whole thing's collapsing and blah, blah, blah. But Maddie actually brought up a really good point in the in the show that like I guess you said Jason Stapleton says a lot is that like when you're planning on the end of the world, it's going to – it's kind of a fool – it's kind of foolhardy. Like you, you're still going to kind of look for the long game. And I, I feel like 
and also a lot of times it's just not going to work out like you think anyways if you plan on using it for short term. So I don't know, but I'm looking at it from a strategic perspective, so I, I don't think it's a hard science. So I have my reasons why I think it won't work, but like at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just pulling shit out of my ass like most people are anyways. Sure. So it's not like something I'm fiercely combative about. I also think too, being a dickhead about this shit is no way to convince people. <laughs> so like while I don't agree that like political involvement works out in the long run, I'm also not going to be an annoying cunt about it. Oh, I don't know if I can say that word. My bad. Sure you can. <laughs> I think you can. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not being annoying about it. It's not helpful. I, I just I don't think it is. And it's kind of like I don't. I'm of the opinion that tactics are not something we should really get divisive about. I do think we should be able to grow up and have you know big boy talks about them like we're doing right now. Sure. But I don't. I do get annoyed with a lot of people on both sides that get kind of shitty when we start talking about tactics because it's like. Dude, we like most likely probably agree on what we want. It's just how are we going to get there? Like, I mean, there's no reason to be like shitty to each other in the meantime. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I could be wrong. I'll probably change my mind eventually. I the funny thing is, too, like I actually had a conversation with Aaron from uh, Timeline Earth a while ago. And we kind of went over that. And, and if anyone knows Aaron's perspective, I'm actually very much in line in a lot of ways with Aaron's perspective. I just don't think using the like the LP as a vehicle for this shit is actually going to work. I just sure. think that it's, it's I, I don't know. I just, I will give Dave credit though. Like uh, at Porkfest, I did see him starting to embrace the shit posty ways a little bit more. Cause I, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that, I mean, we need, to, it would be great if every state account was shit posting, to be honest, yeah, dude. Sure. just like raging shit posts. Like I want, I want friggin' LPKY to be calling uh Lindsey Graham a homo. Like I, I don't care. Like, and if in any way, that's kind of like almost in a weird way what Hoppe was saying when it was like to make the state a joke, like right. and not in that annoying vermin supreme way. That's just like, you know, like like this, like where you are. It's a joke. But the joke is how shitty the state is. True. And not just some stupid. Hey, look, haha, I'm wearing a boot like. <laughs> but I, I, you well, know? what's your what's your I mean, what's your you know, so the, the the counter argument during this, I mean, especially from Dave is Ron Paul, right? Ron Paul. That you'd be hard pressed to find someone in your gener. You're a little bit younger than me, right? You're in your twenties still, right? I'm thirty. Yeah. Are you thirty? Mm-hmm. Man, you're fucking old. I'm I'm almost forty. <laughs> uh, but you'd be you even even in our ten year uh, uh, gap, right? You'd be hard pressed to find people in any any age between you and I that weren't woken up to the the harms of the political system, the harms of these never ending wars, the harms of the Federal Reserve. That wasn't woken up by Ron Paul. I mean, you'd be hard hard pressed to find people like that. I mean, it there are they exist, but you know, there's like one person that didn't get woken up by Ron Paul to every thirty that have right. And so, so I mean, does that does that change your opinion on it at all? I mean, you get somebody in Congress who doesn't can't get anything, uh, obviously can't get anything done because you know, the, like he said in his in his uh, retirement speech, you know, that Congress is a bunch of fucking psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And and he couldn't do much, but he got to grandstand. You know, he got to set he got to sit there in front of Congress and call them all psychopaths. He got to wake up people all over the country uh, to the ills of of the, the central planning in the state. I mean, do you see any utility in that whatsoever? Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely see utility in it. I mean, I think one of the beautiful things about agorism and like, I mean, at least one thing I've learned from when I read like uh, Konkin is he very much doesn't look. I feel like libertarians in general have this issue of falling into a binary and we're so like hard thinkers of just like, it's, it's either, does it break the NAP or does it not? Like, is it private business? Is it not? And it's like, and I feel like Conkin does a very good job of like, I mean, it's very evident with like gray markets. He, he kind of applies the same concepts to like corporations and stuff like that and how they're they're Yeah. They aren't necessarily a government company, but, or, or government owned, but they're not also, they're not uh, private either. Like things aren't all black and white, and I the same thing applies for political involvement. It doesn't mean that there's not there aren't better political stuff, and it, it, I would just ideally prefer people to take the agorist route, or sure. at the very least prioritize agorist route. Because yeah, sure, whatever you can do both. I mean, maybe we can argue about whether you should or shouldn't, but at the very least, I would think like because I've been thinking about this a little bit lately. Like political involvement is in a sense. It's almost kind of the same as like a walkathon, you know, or some shit where you're like raising awareness, in which I mean, okay, cool. You can make an argument whether that that's good or not. I mean, obviously there are arguments about should we use you're using the vessel of a political establishment to 
to raise awareness, that could have issues. But in the day, like, you need to be actually doing it, providing proof of concept, like something. Like, the one thing I've been hearing a lot lately is people saying that, like, well, people don't want libertarianism. It's like, well, they haven't seen it other than you fucking assholes just spouting theory. Like, go fucking do it. True. Create something. Be like, here's this thing that is, you know, more efficient because it is, I don't know, it's, it's more in line with our philosophy or whatever, like kind of like Uber or Lyft is the common example people use or Bitcoin. Like, sure. and those are all very much along those lines. You know, it's kind of, you have to create the, the other system for people to move to. So I, don't, I just, that's, I mean, if you're going to be politically involved, I feel like at the very least you should be prioritizing that. Like, I mean, you should be showing people like, this is why this is better. Sure. Like, um, yeah. And, and one, one common thing, and that's, that's, I'm an idiot. So I don't know. Take this with this what you want. But uh, one thing I look at the people like the Ron Pauls and stuff. I, I kind of see them as like almost like in my eyes, kind of like how you, when you have like people who are like gamblers and they have a gambling addiction. Like the Ron Pauls are like that one time when you hit like a badass jackpot, and then you're like, yo, like holy crap, like look at this sweet ass jackpot I got. And then like five years down the line, people are like, why are you doing this? You're going broke. You're on your second mortgage. You're like, well, I had that jackpot five years ago. It's like. <laughs> Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over and it's not to say that jackpot wasn't awesome it was freaking awesome if like, eric brakey is watching i still fully believe that eric brakey could be the next ron paul if he if he would do it if he would do it for yeah, sure he's a, for the very he's kind of a minor jackpot at, the, at this point in time yeah. who knows maybe we go a big jackpot so, maybe i'm an idiot maybe this is the right okay, to go I but how about know. this dave dave smith gets the nomination in 2024 and becomes our presidential candidate i mean are you are you voting for him no not at all not. i don't know maybe i don't like i say that now things might change that's a, there's a long time between there and then and there but i mean i don't know i mean even if i was to even if i was to buy into that like political involvement paradigm I still probably wouldn't vote just because it's like, I mean, I might advocate for others to vote, but uh, I mean, it's kind of like, what, what, what the hell is one vote? Like, <laughs> it makes a difference, man. Every vote counts, you know, get out and vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I, I don't think for, for Dave, it's about the votes anyways. You know what yeah. I mean? I think for Dave uh, running for, for, for president, it would be about the 50 state media tour and, you know, getting in front of people and changing hearts and minds to, to become mm. more libertarian. Cause we're not going to win the presidency in 2024. I mean, no, yeah. any libertarian that's under that impression is, is lying to themselves. They're being fucking idiots. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. You know, um, yeah, that's one fair point that both Maddie and Vin brought up in that though, is that I do. And I've noticed as well. I mean, I can't point to a specific example, but I'm sure people know there have been times where he kind of muddies the message a little bit. Well, I think if the, if it's messaging and only messaging, needs to be super clear there's no way in hell I'm, I'm getting any sort of anything like cool if i get more whatever percentages that's great but that's not at all what i'm concerned about like i just feel like it needs to be one or the other because like I, I don't know i just i feel like it muddies the messaging and that's that was one good thing one one thing they brought up that i thought was a good point but sure. I, I don't know yeah sure. so uh, we got whatever we got some new uh some new super chats i want to holler out bank switch tickler uh this is a very important topic and we should actually talk about this a little bit uh he says it's been a week since john hurley was murdered by arvada uh colorado police department i'm um for you guys that aren't aware uh uh john hurley was an anarchist um uh activist uh worked with uh some really great people and he was a good guy with gun at somebody who was trying to perpetrate a mass shooting he took out the mass shooter uh, went over to the mass shooter after he took him down, went to clear, clear his, uh, his, his, the shooter's gun. So he picked up his rifle and the cops came and laid him out, uh, and killed the, the, uh, good guy with the gun when they showed up. So good guy with the gun stops, bad guy with the gun, bad guys with guns show up and shut down the good guy with a gun. 
Do you, do you know anything about this? Are you have you been following? That I haven't that? looked. I mean, I've seen bits here and there. I mean, I don't really have enough to have too strong of an opinion other than like I don't know police kind of suck. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible thing, man. You know, uh, to, to to think about. You know, you just you just saved the day. You just you just uh, you just kept a bunch of people from being murdered, and then the cops showed up and murdered you. Like that sucks, man. I just can't I can't fathom that. You know, and it's. This isn't the first time somebody that wasn't doing anything wrong has been shot by the cops, but this is one of the first times you've ever heard of a hero getting gunned down by the police right after being heroic. Um, so that's that's really a bummer. You guys should all check out that case and, and read more about it. I'll probably talk uh, more about it this week um, after yeah, I the read big, a lot more. The biggest thing takeaway I got that from the little bit I paid attention was just how disgusting some police apologists are because I did see a lot of people going after him like posthumously, obviously. You know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. and they were digging up his past about him being anti-cop and stuff. And it's like, none of it was like, nothing I saw was any sort of argument about whether or not like the cop was in the right or not. All they were like, all that I saw, like from the other side was mudslinging towards his past. So it's like, he could be, I don't give a damn if he like was a grand wizard of the KKK. Like we're evaluating this specific situation and he saved some lives. Like if sure. you're going to dispute that, sure. But yeah, I know they're just it was just disgusting on its face, like the way they were a lot of people were treating him on the other side. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. I wanna say um shout out to Rogue Liberty Pod for becoming a member of the uh YouTube channel. I appreciate you, sir. You are amazing. Everyone go check out his podcast too. Uh but he says ag- he said uh if more agorists were like Jose, they'd be more bearable. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Jose. I do agree. I think you know, I've had conversations with some great anarchists or agorists, and, and then I've had some with some anarchists who are really terrible, too, uh, but are nice people. Uh, you know, if you guys didn't weren't watching a couple months ago, I had a I had a debate with Larkin Rose, um, who is, I think, probably more agorist than just ANCAP. Uh, he's kind of held as this ANCAP philosopher, but really he's like so opt out that you can't not call him an agorist, I think. Um, he, he, yeah, um, I, I mean, you won that. <laughs> yeah, I think I won the debate. I do. Yeah. I really do. I think I think the people watching understood that I won the debate and I made a really good case for why I work in the Libertarian Party, uh, why I think that politics can be an important and useful tool. Uh, even, But I'm also not one of the people who's like, oh, if you don't work in the in the system, then you or you're shouldn't be complaining and fuck, you know, like I'm not that guy. I, I agree heavily with the agorist theory. I agree heavily with people like Larkin Rose and you and, and my friend Patrick Smith, who hosted that debate, um, who I've had on the show as well from Disenthrall Media and, and uh, Anarcho Polko and all that stuff. But um, I agree. Like, I, I fully agree. But anyways, uh, let's see. Outlaw Barber, thanks for the shout out. He said, I convert peeps to anarchi- anarchism one haircut at a time. <laughs> uh, Top Lobster says, if Jose says he's an agorist one more time, I'm going to commit seppuku. <laughs> Hey, this was Josh. He brought me on and brought the algorithm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I wanted to see. Okay, let's get back into shit posting. Okay, because I want to talk more about shit posting and its importance in uh, its importance in today's culture. I mean, it really is important. But it's the way uh, Claire Foster, who we all know very well on oh. Twitter, uh, asked, "What the fuck is Tower Gang?" <laughs> I know who you are, Claire. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all do. But but uh, what is Tower Gang, man? I mean, Tower Gang now in its current state is people that occasionally have towers every once in a great while, but mostly we just just kind of a group of people who like to shit post a, a mob of a mob of anarchists, if you will. Um, I don't know. We used to be really big into towers, and I don't know. I think now there's been a lull. I think we were overproducing for a while, and now we're dialing it back. I think we just need to focus more on quality. That's my opinion. Um, we got like way, way, way overdoing it for a while there. But uh, yeah, just a group of guys that like to fucking drop drop towers on blue checks, uh, fucking which you want not to know that just is like I don't know, write out enemy of the people one letter at a time and uh, get to scare journos and make fun of people and say say stuff you usually wouldn't be able to say if it wasn't in that case because I mean you're only putting an N and the next guy did an I, you know? Right, right, <laughs> Jesus, come on, buddy. Uh, <laughs> What do you think? What do you think is the relevance of shitposting these days? I mean, do you think it's do you think it's an important aspect of of actually fighting the state? I actually weirdly think it's a beautiful sign of what we should be shooting for right now. In a sense, 
in a, in a certain way. I think shitposting is an amazing way of identifying people's values. Like, if I put some horrible, like, I mean, not horrible. If I, if I throw out some shit and someone gets, like, really offended by it immediately, like, it kind of is a good way of discerning who roughly is on my side and who isn't. And, and that's, obviously, it's not perfect. There are people who are going to get offended by certain shit. And, but it, it's a, it's a good, good, good way of dealing with that, in my opinion. And I think, uh, I think right now, in a sense, we should be widening the divide between us liberty folks and the authoritarians. Because I think that is going to be our saving grace in the decades to come, is if we can further the divide, make more of a differentiation between us and them, because it's kind of like if if we don't differentiate ourselves, then we're not, you know, we're just we're just going to be against the wall kind of deal. Like, I mean, I I do think driving that divide, you know, I mean, I, obviously I'm big agorist, so I think we should be creating separate systems, and part of that is creating that divide of like, you team liberty or are you not, and. And then we start showing, like, we're going to do this shit in action. And if you want to come along with us, you can. If not, fuck off. I don't care. Like, you, if you want to go live over an authoritarian land, go do that. You know? Like, that's kind of my vision for the future. And I think Shitpost plays kind of a weird part in that. Because it, it kind of, like, is a good way of wedging that divide. Like, which, which side you on, which side you aren't. Um, yeah. So, uh, James Gentleman said, show us how jacked you are, Jose. I'm I'm really pretty fat, actually. Get up and do a twirl, bro. Get up and do a twirl. Oh my! Let everybody, I'll, I'll, let everybody see this. Let everybody, what a beefcake! My God, absolute no, beefcake. This, this is weird, James. Yeah, now 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 turn around and look at the camera and do tiger faces. Uh what's so? Uh, yeah, I'm what was I gonna say? Oh, so uh, oh, I was gonna bring something up good, and I totally forgot what it was. Man. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Back, oh, back. Rogue's trying to do a tower. Oh, don't do not do it, Rogue. I have to moderate that. I saw the that. first letter. I That's not a good sign. It. I have to moderate it, bud. Don't make me moderate my channel, okay? Please. We're monetized here. And you have a badge. You have to be, you have to, you know, Rogue, you got you to gotta set the precedent here, bud. You got to set the precedent. See, all you people that listen to the podcast, you're missing out on the good stuff, man. You're really missing out. Uh, James James says, woo, daddy is fuck, bud. Good job. We do have dad bots. <laughs> dad bots, for sure. Yeah, you're, I you're... go for bulky dad bot. That's my, my, my style. I always tell my wife I stay like three months out from being able to pull some good trim in case she ever leaves me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I clean up my diet. I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. I, uh, I have I have completely given up. I found the, I found the best trim I'm ever going to have, so I'm happy. You know what I mean? Uh, what's... Yeah. What's uh? So can we talk about your your prior service? Are we allowed to do that now? Sure. Yeah, I'm uh, currently on terminal leave, which for people not in the know, that means I basically it's my like last vacation days or whatever. So I basically already did what's called a final out. I gave him my little ID card and I'm out. So uh, yeah, I've been military for the past eleven years. Um, no, I didn't kill anyone. I was an aircraft mechanic. Um, yeah, that's uh that's what I did. I um. Yeah, it is, it is what it is. I, I, I fix plans. I, and a lot of people think well, – I guess I'll bring this up now. A lot, a lot of people I feel like get the implication that me doing this or getting out of the military is in some way – and doing me wrong, it kind of is. It has to do with my ideology. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty selfish. I see this, the signs right now because I've been ANCAP for a good minute. Uh, been like of this persuasion probably, I don't know, three, four, five years. And um, fucking I got out because I – for selfish reasons like i actually think that that is not the place you want to be even financially i think the way things are going you, you do not want to be dependent on the government in any way shape or form uh and if if you got to be able to reduce it to the most most amount possible so because sure. I, I think shit's gonna get weird for the government and if you're working for the government it's gonna be a rough time for you there sure <laughs> sure yeah and i was i was gonna talk to you and ask you about the the ideology thing and if that had anything to do with it of course i, I you know the, the military is what created me as a libertarian in the image of a libertarian i the anti-war sentiment came from me going overseas and and dealing mm. with that shit i mean did that did did your service have anything to do with turning you into what you are today i i don't know how and i don't much... mean the i don't mean the shit posting retard i mean the ideological <laughs> Now, yes and no. I feel like I, I don't know how much of it really was influenced by being in or not. I mean, I think it – but once me being in – me being in, once I started going down the philosophy, a lot of stuff really started to ring true of like, holy shit. Like, like you really start seeing some of the bureaucracy 
and stuff and like they kind of see how like the government works and how it's not efficient especially when it's the upper levels uh i think like because i've been in for 11 years so like i'm 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 still technically an e6 right now so i was getting i was getting a little bit up there so like i i was starting to get in that like mid-level to upper-ish level management area and that's where you're like oh this is where all this silly political shit is happening at like when you're at the like first few years you can kind of be like oh i'm just doing my job and i'm just a little worker bee and you're like oh this is all good when you really start seeing the flaws in the government once you start doing this shit for a while you're like oh my god it's awful no i think that was probably (laughs) one of the first things i realized as i was talking to one of the, the admin guys and we were talking about pins like just ink pins writing pins and it was like the government is paying $11 per Bic pin or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm going, man, these government contracts are fucking crazy, right? Like, this is insane. We're literally just throwing money, taxpayer money away to bolster businesses through the, go- through the government, through government contracts. And I was just like, wow, that's insane. We're talking paying, you know, uh, $4,000 per M16. That's crazy. That's an that you know we're out here getting the same platform basically for twelve hundred bucks, right? And so so that's uh, that was like one of my first wake up calls was like, wow, wow, that seems really bad that because that's taxpayer money. I mean, we we work for that money and then give it to the government and then the government is using it irresponsibly to bolster other businesses and it, it's just it's just a really really wild thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh, we got another super chat from our good friend at the Naturalist Capitalist, Reed Coverdell. Does Jose consider himself to be based and gay or fake and awesome? And tell him his mic is unplugged. What? Is he fucking with me? Is my mic unplugged? No, tell I, me about he's him. messing with you. But when you oh, do okay. move away from your mic, I don't know if you can point the top of your mic more at your face, but when you do move away from your mic, like to the side, you're like, I can't hear you anymore. And then you come back. So No, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at this. <laughs> Don't expect professionalism when you come to my show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, based, no, I, uh, based and gay or fake and awesome? I guess I'd go with based and gay there. Uh, yeah. But I'm a little bit of all, all four in, in some ways, you know? <laughs> We're all a little fake sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is all fake. What, what, how do we know what is real? You know, let's get into... <laughs> all right so so last year uh and and prior to that you were trying to start a movement and you had this this liberty movement thing going on what happened to that man what was going on with that uh i mean that was rogue you know in the chat he was the one who actually started up and he got me and a couple other guys to help out and um the idea was to be i mean i actually think it was a really good idea i just think facebook kind of fucked it up because it was right around the time facebook got really fucking wonky uh, started blocking people like crazy, made it a nightmare to run groups. But the idea was to have like a cultural, non-political uh, area for us folks. Because our thing was like we felt like the biggest thing that divided us liberty folks was the political stuff. Because you I mean you'll have people who advocate for voting for Democrats, voting for li- uh, libertarian, not voting for all, you know, or anyone at all. Like look at me, you got like Republicans, people would vote for Republican, but all consider themselves under this liberty banner. So our thing was like, well, why don't we just have a spot where we can just like not worry about that, you know? And that was kind of the point. And it did really well. Um, it just kind of Facebook became an insufferable platform after a while. And um, yeah, it just kind of died out. I mean, we ended up having like a whole bunch of different chapters uh, from different states, like kind of broke off. It was pretty cool. They had multiple meetings. Um, I've still like met up. So I think there was still a lot of cool stuff that came out of it. And I actually would still advocate people that if you want to go start using it, there's still tons of people on there. It's just... I think a lot of the energy got sucked out of Facebook because sure. uh, Facebook kind of shot itself in the foot with all the craziness it did. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. Well, you know, they kicked you off, so you know what's up. Yeah, I've been I mean, kicked off since uh, October of last year, man. Yeah, the only thing I use Facebook for is for promos for my show. That's it. Like, I have no interest in being on Facebook whatsoever. It's awful. I did start a new <laughs> one recently, and they haven't kicked me off yet, so we'll see what happens. But I've started. I started. This is like my fourth one that I've started since they booted me, and they've booted me every single time within like a, a, a matter of hours since I've come back. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. I don't know, but uh, I would like to be on there because my family is all on Facebook. That was, you know, originally Facebook for me was like, oh, I can talk to my family all over the country here, and and now I can do that on Twitter because none of my family can handle Twitter, dude. No, it's a it's a war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I I had an alt on Facebook, so I'd already kind of given up the family thing, and it was weirdly kind of freeing to be able to be like, no, I don't have to argue with my like, you know, second cousin about 
some silly nonsense. I can just shit post like crazy, but then, uh, yeah, Facebook did its thing and now it's just awful. So I suggest everyone just stay off that platform in general, but you know, if you want to use it, go check out the Liberty movement. It's good stuff. Um, a lot of people still on there. So yeah, I mean, well, (laughs) speaking speaking of big big tech, let's talk about Mm. the cathedral. We, this is something that you and I discussed on your show uh, about two months ago or three months ago or something. Uh, When you had me on your show, we wanted to talk about the cathedral. It's been something that I've talked about a a lot, um, and I have added big tech to it. When Curtis Yarvin first wrote about the cathedral, it was the the, uh, unholy union of the, uh, or or the holy trinity, unholy trinity of uh, corporate news media, uh, academia, and the government. But I have, uh, when I talk about it, I always add big tech because it's really these, these you know, this fascistic, like, um, uh, union of, of entities that are trying to push a narrative by uh, tethering themselves to the federal government. You still, you still hating the, the Antichrist or what, bud? Oh, yeah. Fuck the Antichrist. Um, I was just thinking about, wasn't it in Anatomy of State, Rothbard made some case for how the academics are kind of like the priest cast in a sense. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, okay. I was just, I was just ringing a bell and I was kind of like, I was just thinking about it. You're saying like that, that priest cast, it kind of works perfectly with the cathedral. And like, I get like conventionally Rothbard's, you know, stance was, it was like, it was just, just the academics, but in a weird kind of way, the current form of what we see, the cathedral is almost like extensions of that in some sort of way. Like they're almost a similar apparatus. It's almost like it's expanded in different ways. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely fuck the Antichrist. But uh, I don't know. I just that was a thought I had. I was reminded thinking that Rothbard while you were saying that because I, I kind of like the cathedral to be not so strictly defined. Sure. Because I, I I know like that was the thing a lot of people were like. Well, Yarvin didn't say that. And I'm like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> yeah, that's I always get shit for that because he's like, well, he didn't say big tech. I'm like, I don't give a shit what he said. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like to me, I big mean, tech is a part yeah. of the cathedral. Mm-hmm. No, I think that works entirely with the concept. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wish I'd maybe thought a different way to explain it. Like, if anything, it's kind of like the same concept I was getting at with Rothbard and the academics. They're almost more like the simps for the state, if you sure. will, kind of deal. Like, you know, I don't know how to put it any more eloquently than that. <laughs> that so so. Uh, why, do pe- why do you think people call uh, the cathedral anti-Semitic when wouldn't it be called temple if it was anti-Semitic? I mean, that would be more accurate if they did call it temple. So you, you would think so, right? I mean, look, you guys are t- you're telling me that this is anti-Semitic, but we're calling it the cathedral. I mean, isn't that like anti-Catholic? <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's totally fair. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe they avoided on purpose. <laughs> I mean, I like to joke around about the the Jew thing just because it is like there are so many in the upper echelons. <laughs> Oh, sure. But then again, all the good ones are, too. So you got like Rothbard Mises. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, some of the greatest philosophers yeah. of our time were, were Jews. It's yeah. Here's what it is. Jews are very smart uh, when it comes to finances and philosophy and a whole bunch of shit. So they get, you know, media. And so they get themselves in these positions. And then we kind of look at the bad ones. And then, and then some people are like, oh, all of them are bad. And then you... If you look at the other side, you're like, oh, well, there's some really cool Jews, too. Oh, shit. What am I going to do? You know, um, are we doing this bell curve talk? Is that what we're doing? Now? No, we're not doing the bell curve talk <laughs> on my show. Uh, fuck. Who's uh, shit? I got Jeremy Kaufman coming on on Wednesday, too. No bell curve, bud. No bell curve. Uh, you know, it's funny, though. Like people get all upset about the bell curve talk, not to go deep into it. But it, it is funny that like the people at the top of the bell curve are like Asians and Jews. So it's true. it's like but people always try to equate it to some sort of like white, you know, white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> Like what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I think like, how are they gonna I think that that a lot marker? of the bell curve, a lot of the bell curve was uh, was debunked um, and shown more of like socioeconomic status, and it just happened mm-hmm. to be that you know in these inner city areas there happened to be more this person or this person, and that was kind of how you know how it goes yeah. when it relates to going to school and uh, and you know going to college and stuff like that. And so I think a lot of that was debunked. It's not something I ever really debate. It's not no, something I ever I, really get I, into because as soon as you say the bell curve, the fakertarian. The Fakertarians have already made 13 posts about us tonight, just from that last yeah. three minutes of talking, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, uh, Claire Foster, thanks for the super chat. Uh, the, the the great Claire Foster said, prove you have all 10 toes. <laughs> I am not that flexible. <laughs> I think I think she wants to see I think she wants to see your feet, Jose. I think yeah. that's what's going on, buddy. Claire, I'm pretty sure you have seen my feet in the group chat before. I will send it again if you'd like. Actually, <laughs> I don't have it on this phone. Never mind, but yeah i have very uh, nice feet let's see let's see uh can we get rogue on the discord i'd love to get rogue in the discord chat yeah absolutely in fact i think that um if you're a member of this shows of this youtube channel uh 
uh, if you're a member, message me on Twitter or something, and I'll get you into the Discord so that we can make sure you're part of the the financial. That's a that's a perk you guys should have as well. Um, you do you will get the after hours live, which is is cool. It should be good enough, but we should put you in the Discord with all the other supporters. There's really cool people in there. I think we got like fuck almost seventy people in the Discord now. So pretty cool, man. What's uh what's coming up next for Jose Gallison and uh and and uh No Way Jose, man? What do you got going on? I'm kind of slacking right now. I actually am uh, I don't really have anything. I have one that's going to be released probably tomorrow with Jack Lloyd just about comics, just a quick one. Um I've been kind of slacking lately because I mean I just got out. I have a bunch of other stuff going on. My side hustle right now, I uh I mean we didn't talk about it. I don't know if you know, but I uh, I breed hairless cats, sphinx, so that's my uh sphincters, uh, huh? Yep, I uh, yep. So I sell those completely on the up and up. I report all the income. Just just saying, um, sure but do. yeah, <laughs> I do that. Um, so we have a ton of kittens right now. So between that, like obviously now that I'm off work, it's, it's weird. Like you know, being a family guy, it's like if anything, it's more relaxing being at work. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes for so, sure. When I'm home, they're like, "Honey, I have chores for you. Dad, come hang out. Yeah. Let's go do this." <laughs> try having, so, try having eight dependents, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I know. I, I feel you. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I, I said the two. I have an 11 year old and an eight year old. So uh, that's uh, yeah. We have we have two that are pretty close to that. We have an eight year old and a 10 year old. Mm. Yeah, both three, girls for me. <laughs> one's a boy, one's a girl. Then we have a three year old. We have lots of girls. There's six girls and three boys here. In the hell the girls are a blast. They love their dad, but I, I don't know. Just I mean, yeah, daddy's girls I, are cool. I you know, yeah. I wish my I wish my sixteen year old was a little more of a daddy's girl, but you know, I'll survive. We'll be all right. We'll, yeah, we'll get through. Yeah, I've been slacking. That was my whole point. I've been slacking big time. I, I'll get back into it. I just uh, with with all the big transition in my life, I just have a lot of it going on. So I'll, I'm still still making content. Just I'm uh, not as uh, on the ball as normally, but I'll get back to it soon. Sure. Um. Yeah. So. Well, Nothing too big on the horizon. Well, where, where can all these wonderful people follow you at, sir? Uh, no Way Jose on YouTube. Also, just about every uh, audio podcast are at. Um, if you want to give me money, that's always cool. You can uh, uh, patreon.com slash Jose 2020 If you want to have Twitter fun with me, uh, I am at Galison Jose, or you can just type Jose Galison in there, and you'll find me. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, have a lot of fun in there. Um, yeah. Sick, man. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on. Listen, guys, uh, when we're done with this feed here in a couple minutes, uh, for members of the channel, you can join underneath any YouTube uh, uh, video on my channel. You can hit the join button, and you can come and watch extra content with me and Jose tonight, and then with Maj Ture tomorrow, and Jeremy Kaufman on Wednesday. I'm always going to try to do uh, 10 to 20 more extra minutes for people who financially support the show. So you can join the channel, watch it live, or you can go over to patreon.com backslash uh, break the cycle js or subscribe star.com backslash break the cycle js in fact i need three more subscribe stars to be able to uh, get payouts there so if you guys could join there i'd really appreciate it uh but so uh you can go over there and then i'll upload the the, the videos from the night before there so you guys can see the extra exclusive content but that is going to be a new thing on break the cycle for as many shows as i can do it as long as guests can stick around for an extra 10 to 20 minutes so we will be going there uh but until then guys go check out jose gasson check out his uh his his podcast he's great he has wonderful people on i know i've been on shane's been on there's been really wonderful people there he's been on a ton of other great podcasts like mine and and drew from the clean libertarian uh uh, sir, I appreciate everything you're doing. I will see you in a few minutes. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. I yeah, really mean it. Absolutely, brother. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Make sure that you join this channel if you want to watch the After Hours Live. You can do it under any of the YouTube videos and then look for the members-only link that's going to come up here in about uh, 12 minutes at 8.30. Um, check out our sponsors at Lorenzotti.coffee back, or, uh, Break the you sorry, Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. You can use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, my man, my homie, my friend, my partner on the show, toplobster.com. Check out his website. Uh, use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. You can get this awesome The Tree of Liberty Must Be Watered shirt that I'm wearing today, or this great custom BTC uh, Break the Cycle pillow. 
uh, that has our great custom badges that you get when you become a member of the show here on the channel. Uh, check out our executive producers, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Find out what they can do today for your business. Uh, they are amazing. Guys, check out the Patreon at patreon.com backslash BreakTheCycleJS. Same for the subscribe star or join the membership here on the channel. Help support Break the Cycle and my 7,000 kids. Uh, eventually, I'd like this to make this my my uh, only job. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I think we're going to get there because we're doing five shows a week now. Uh, Monday through Friday. In fact, tomorrow we're going to have Maj Ture on. I'm very excited to, to sit down and speak with Maj. I'm even more excited to do some extra exclusive content with him because we are going to talk shit about Nick Sarwark. I'm sure of it. So you guys are definitely going to want to sign up and, and uh, check out that exclusive content. And then Wednesday, the most controversial man on the internet, Jeremy Kaufman, creator of Odyssey and Library, a uh, big part of the Pork Fest. This guy's wild. He was the, the man behind the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire tweets. So you know we're going to have fun. I will see most of you tomorrow for the show with Maj Ture. Hopefully some of you will sign up and come hang out with me and Jose while we talk about nerd shit. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse of the brain But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Well, Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know